Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chant. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Merry Christmas. Welcome back. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off. Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. Yes, Thursday night, Jets-Browns. Saturday night, Detroit at Dallas. That's really good. Kind of wondering why there isn't a sa- an earlier Saturday game like there was uh, this past week, but there isn't. Then full Sunday, um, and no Monday night game. Sunday night, Green Bay at Minnesota, okay. No Monday night game uh, on New Year's. But, Sal, no days off. Mm. We will be here mm. on uh, on Monday the 1st. Yes, I just read that, actually. So, I mean, that's what's got to happen. I mean, well, and we're going to know a lot more about Week 18, obviously, by that time. So it makes sense to kind of break that all down. Uh, we'll see what happens. Still waiting for the official announcement from the NFL as far as playoff scenarios. But Thad Brown had a good breakdown uh, about, you know, how the Bills can get in this week. Basically a win, plus I think Cincinnati and Pittsburgh losses or a couple other losses. But uh, there's some other ones going on there. By the way, Mike, I, I would believe and I would think that the reason why um, you're not getting the Saturday earlier games in the NFL is because some of the bigger bowl games begin this Saturday. Yeah, right. So the NFL traditionally doesn't like to intrude on that. You get the Saturday games earlier in December, and then in the, you know in January when you go past the bowl games, basically. But t- typically the NFL doesn't like to really go head-to-head or give the respect, whatever you want to call it, of those bowl games that are going on, those bigger ones. Right. Makes sense. I yeah. loved this past weekend. I don't know how much of it you got to consume with <laughs> having to go to L.A. Saturday night. I mean, the, the two games Saturday, Sunday was full, and then three yesterday, and they were each interesting, I thought, at least interesting enough. Um, they did a really yeah. great job, I thought, with the schedule. Yeah. Well, listen, it was a great break for us on the you know Bills radio side and staff and whoever travels on the charter to have the Saturday night game because like I walked in my house Sunday morning at seven o'clock. Now I'm ready for all Sunday games and I got to sit back and watch everything as opposed to playing on Sunday. Like most teams, it was great to play on Saturday to have that opportunity. I didn't get to watch much of Pittsburgh Cincinnati, but I followed it while we were doing pregame and everything. And it was obviously over pretty early, and you knew that Pittsburgh was going to win. That was a really good start to the weekend for the Bills and their fans. And as Eric and I talked in the roundtable, like that game was winding down. And I said to Eric in the roundtable in the pregame show, 
Like, do players pay attention to that? He said, oh, they'll know. I mean, you know, they'll, they're going to know Cincinnati lost. And, yeah, I mean, you, you know what, what's going on here. You don't want your season to end, and that's an opportunity now for you to make sure that you get, you know, go out there and take care of your business. So I thought that was interesting. And then I watched Sunday, and everything, bam, 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 like dominoes just started falling the Bills' way, obviously. Big win for Atlanta over Indy. That was one I was watching you know, with a lot of intent, you know, just to make sure that, okay, this is a big one for the Bills. We knew that. And then, of course, you had the Browns being the Texans was a good thing for the Bills and Buccaneers over Jags. Those were the three. And then you were hoping the Cowboys beat the Dolphins. I really thought they were going to do that. Um, Didn't happen. Give the Dolphins credit. It's the only one that didn't go their way. And how about the gift from Bill Belichick beating the you know Denver Broncos 26-23 late at night? None of those 1 o'clock games was close that you mentioned, really. No. I mean, Atlanta won That's easily. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Cleveland won easily, and Tampa over over Jacksonville yeah. there. So, you know, we're talking. I think Jacksonville's in trouble. By the way, I think Jacksonville's in trouble. Did you see what they just like they, did? Uh, no, I know that there's something with Lawrence going on. I don't know. Did they make a move? They signed Matt Barkley to their active oh, roster. Wow. Yeah, to the active Wasn't roster. Barkley on the Giants practice squad. Yes. Wow. Well, that's not great news for Trevor Lawrence. They could go from the kind of you know, favorite for the one seed or at least very much in the mix to out of the playoffs. And if that happens, who wins the South? Look at the AFC South right now. It is wild. Three teams tied at eight and seven. Jags, Colts, and Texans. Texans home to Tennessee this week. Yep. Carolina at Jacksonville. I mean, they got to get that game. But, yeah, they're, they are reeling. Um, you know, we were talking about the schedule here for a minute, and I, wa- I wanted to talk to you about the Sunday night game next week. You might have been thinking about that when you said we'll have more information next Monday when we're here. Yep. We are we are doing our local shows on New Year's Day, which is was the point yep. there. Um, so Sunday night, there there could be several interesting choices for the NFL to put in the Sunday night slot. One potentially being Bills Dolphins. I mm-hmm. think, and you you're the guy to ask this. I think the best case scenario, teams notwithstanding is for that game to be between two teams, one, it's basically win and get in and lose and you're out. You agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that's better than, hey, they're both in, but whoever wins, wins the division. Yes, right? yes. I, think, I, I agree with you in that regard. I do think, though, looking at the schedule, it still might have the most riding on it because you might only have one team win and get in for some of these games. Now, that said, that was the case kind of last year with Detroit and Green Bay. Let's remember what they did. All right, they they made a game Detroit and Green Bay where it was going to be Detroit win and get in, but then when Minnesota won, that knocked Detroit out. So all they could really do was play spoiler to Green Bay, which they did. But it did kind of make it where it wasn't as meaningful yep. that Sunday night game. So well, for anybody who's thinking they're got to make it where it's just got all this riding on it, that doesn't have to be the case. They didn't do that last year. They took a chance and they rolled the dice and it didn't work out for the NFL and for Sunday night football. Operationally, I get it all the time. I'm going to be asked this 100 more times this week, so I'll just make sure everybody knows right now. I'm telling you, Mike, between me and you and everybody out there, no secrets here. I have asked. No one knows what the schedule is. If anybody says, I heard it Saturday, I heard it Sunday night, they're guessing or lying. That's just the way it is. The NFL has not determined anything about Week 18, and they will not determine anything about Week 18 until after Sunday's games. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have a plan. Of course, they're probably thinking a lot of scenarios like we are here talking through it. We're not going to find out when the Bills play the Miami Dolphins until at least after 
the Bengal, the I'm sorry, the uh, Patriots Bills game on Sunday. What I mean by that is at least like four o'clock. It might not be till eight o'clock or halftime of Sunday night or even after Sunday night. And I'll even throw this in. Last year, the NFL only announced the Saturday games on Sunday, week seventeen, and didn't even and the Sunday night game then was announced like late that night. They did not announce the times of the Sunday games until Monday the following. Now, that could have been – oh, actually, that was – you know what? I was thinking maybe that was because of the DeMar Hamlin and Bills – no, because that was a Monday night game. The NFL did not announce the times of Sunday games, afternoon games, until Monday after Week 17 last year. Right. We only knew the primetime games. All they, all they have now is everybody's 1 o'clock, but they'll move a, a handful of games to 4 and want them to be – think of the year the Bills made the playoffs – in Miami to break the drought, Baltimore mm-hmm. playing at the same time. Like, do you want teams to be that are in ri- rivalries with each other, vying for spots together to be playing at the same time? So one team doesn't have the advantage of knowing how the other did. How many games will be moved to Saturday? Two. Okay. Four thirty so and eight. Get a, yeah, exactly. Last year, just to give you an idea here, what they did was they moved Chiefs, Kansas City, and Vegas. To Saturday last year, and the the what that meant it meant nothing to Vegas. What it meant to Kansas City was the one seed. Kansas City had to win that game to win the one seed, but it meant nothing to Vegas. But they put it at four thirty, and the eight fifteen game was all or nothing for the AFC South. You win and in, win the division, you lose, you're out. Jacksonville won, they won the division. Tennessee lost, they were out. Right, and that did work. Because you have Kansas City and other teams, Bills or Bengals, whoever it was, with a chance at the one, have the team that gets it with a win play first. Yes, if that's correct. the other team loses in front of them, then they can rest guys, and really they've already they sort of back into it and get, take the day off. The league, for obvious reasons, you'd want to avoid that. So could that happen here? In the AFC, it only happens if Miami... Um, wins in Baltimore so that the one seed is still in play, and that's Miami and the Bills. You could have the Ravens get moved to mm-hmm. Saturday against Pittsburgh in that scenario. That might make sense. And then on the NFC side, San Francisco lost, but I still think that's theirs, isn't it? Like one more win, and they have it. Yeah. I'll give you one, Mike. I think Jacksonville could lose at Tennessee. I mean, with everything going on there. And if that's the case, like – the, okay, wait, I'm sorry. Let me go this way. Sorry, let's go back a week. I'm looking at week 17. What's Who's Jacksonville playing this Carolina. week? Carolina. Uh, ooh, probably not. Okay, but if, if, if the Panthers were to beat the Jags, then the following week might be Texans-Colts, winner wins the division, loser completely out. That would be a... That would be the Sunday night game, I would Sunday say. night it's candidate. Exact same, same thing they did last year with that same division. And, and I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, that would be... Carolina would have to beat uh, Jacksonville for that to happen. Well, there are a handful of teams, like... Cincy, um, Green Bay, Minnesota, De- not Detroit. Detroit's already in, but there's a handful of teams that could be in a win-and-in scenario, and it still means something to the other team. The other thing I'll say is with Bills-Dolphins, it now if the Ravens beat the Dolphins, obviously, and the Bills win, they're playing for the division. If the Bills lose or if the Dolphins win, Week 18 does not mean anything to either team uh, other than it, it could mean they could still, the Bills could still clinch a spot. They could. They could only mean seeding, which then it completely takes the luster off that game. It does, uh, or it would. Looking at Jacksonville yeah. the other way, if they beat Carolina, which is more likely, right. then they could move to Saturday. You know, Indianapolis and Houston yep. may or may not still be live for wild card 
Um, that would be an interesting game in week 18. Well, there's nothing more interesting than schedule spec wild <laughs> wild speculation about scheduling changes in the NFL. Uh, I, I won't. I was going to, but I won't ask you now about next year's Week One uh, primetime games. <laughs> okay. th- th- I suppose we'll I suppose that can wait. I asked Eric Wood earlier. We got to be kind of quick now on the game in L.A. Just was that a game where you would just say, "Hey, turnovers can make any game close." I mean, the Bills did not just rack up yards against L.A. They punted several times. Uh, it wasn't really clean offensively. In addition to the turnover so what did you make of the performance well yeah but I I think why did they what what happened on those turnovers I don't I think they played a little lackadaisical lackluster um you know they did not have their best stuff especially early on and look it was a short week they had to fly across the country they are coming off a very big emotionally high win against a team that had 10 days to be in LA and wait for them fired their coach they had, were embarrassed the week before. So I thought that you'd get that from L.A., that you'd get an inspired performance. But to me, it's still you made it too much too close than it should have been. But talking to some guys in the locker room, they did say that they felt it was a challenging week. Um, a few of them. You know, Ed Oliver's like, I'm tired. He goes, what time is it in Buffalo right now? We're like, ah, it's like midnight. He's like, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm tired. Um, you know, so it was it, it was a challenging week in that regard. I still don't think they 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 played their best football. Obviously, they could have played better but they did enough to win. And yes, the turnovers were the biggest reason for that. But why the turnovers happen, like you can't put the ball on the ground. You got to be better than that if you're James Cook. You got to be better than that if you're Deontay Hardy. Uh, Josh, even from the get-go, I didn't think Josh played all that great. The first pass of the game, uh, he turns and fires to Stefan Diggs in a wide receiver screen. It's off the mark. Next pass is off the mark too to Stefan. Like those are just the little things that start adding up. And then you get a team that is not only playing inspired, but throwing everything at them. I mean, they went with trick plays, and new formations. So I think all of that just added up, Mike, to one of those games where you're just lucky to you know, breathe a little bit and get out of there with a win and go on to the next week. You see those, you know, as you call them, missed throws, Allen to Diggs. Yeah. Of course, that can happen. That can work both ways. Where I saw this with Rashi Rice and Mahomes yesterday where Rice stops and Mahomes throws it to where he thought he was going. They both throw their hands up. I mean, Allen and Diggs have been together a long time, but if Diggs is hurt, or just, you know, miscommunication or something. It can look like a misthrow when it isn't. I just wonder about Diggs here, Sal. Keep asking, right? Like, where where's the big play, let alone a big mm-hmm. game? I mean, they're throwing to him pretty short. Um, do you do you ask yourself if you think he might be injured? No, I don't. I don't I don't think he might be injured. I think he's been so durable throughout his career, and he's not in the injury report. I don't see anything that suggests that. He gets banged up usually once a game where he comes out for a second and then he goes back in. I don't think that. I just I think there's a lot of things at play. I, I, I do think that teams are focusing more on him. They know that he's the biggest part of the Bills' pass game, and the Bills have to find ways to get it to other people, which they've done, but they have to do that if you shut him down. Um, I think that he is having trouble separating in man-to-man coverage oftentimes. But when he does, Josh has to make a better throw like the deep ball. Now, I know that's not an easy throw for Josh to make. He's running left. I get it. But that's one where Josh Stefan had his man. Like, if you just lay it out there, he probably has a touchdown. So you, you got to hit him on those. When those opportunities present, that's what you have to do. You know, he had, he had eight targets. It's not like he's not throwing it to him. It, it seems like when he has these less games, which they've, they've happened now, what, four games in a row, whatever, it's not that he's not getting targets. There's not always on the same page, but I think all those things are mattering. 
Um, but hey, on the final drive, you had a couple passes that, especially that third down, the third down, the rifle off to the right sideline there, huge. And that's one where they, yeah, they, huge. They were on the same page there, and you know that's still in there. But I don't ask myself if he's injured, Mike. I just, it's a long season. He's not the youngest guy in the world. I think teams have kind of figured out a little bit of how to play him versus the rest of the offense and making the Bills do other things. We could take him away. And he's not a man-to-man separator. He's a great, great route runner. You know, but a lot of things, he, I think he said it best a few weeks ago. He said he's working his tail off to get open. Teams are, you know, doing things against him. He said, and even when he gets open, other things have to go right. You have to have the protection. You have to have the throw. Everything's got to go. And it just, it hasn't quite been right there the last month or so. If he, whether you want to call it an injury or just has slowed, you're talking about the wear and tear of the season, that's another way where a pass can look like it's a half yard off, especially if it's a deep ball, because Allen is expecting, like, why would he keep missing on digs? The pass to Davis is perfect. It's on the run. You know, small sample, but a slight decrease, a slight decline in his foot speed, and you could have those. That's what it'll look like. Um, I'm out here with... 40 times on him. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's actually the case, but it is interesting how long it's been since he's really smashed. And I guess I have to admit, I'm relieved that he hasn't blown up. You know, not, I don't want to sound like I would say I would expect that either. But, you know, one thing about this year with him was a lot of drama before it started and even into the season a little bit. Let's just, you kind of, ha- you kind of think a lot of people would say he's got to get the ball. He just he has to get the ball or else we could have a problem and he hasn't gotten the ball as much and I don't know of any problem. I you as well, I know you do interviews in other markets and national, and I do these. And it's amazing that almost every time I go on one of these spots, I'm asked something to the effect of is Stefan Diggs gonna be okay with not getting all these targets? <laughs> is Stefan Diggs gonna be okay with lack of production? Is Stefan Diggs gonna blow up on Josh Allen? They ask me a question like that almost all the time. And my basic response is, well, what evidence do we have that he would do that since it hasn't happened? It's been here four months. It's been a whole season. There's been times where he hasn't. And I don't know. I mean, so, yeah, we can all think, well, could it happen? But it hasn't. And there's been no evidence. And all he does is keep telling everybody, I just want to win. So did you watch the mic'd up segment on Josh this week? No. Okay. I just watched it last night. Josh Allen was mic'd up. He didn't know he was mic'd up, by the way. It's kind of funny. Like, he didn't even know he was mic'd up. But I guess that's what, like, when they mic him up, he's like, I don't want to know. And then they, they tell him later he was mic'd up. Hmm. So Josh is mic'd up, and you could hear him and other people. So they go, and the, the Bills put the mic'd up segment out. I thought it was really interesting. At the very end, he's standing. He, here's a game in which Stefan had eight targets, five catches, whatever, 40 yards, whatever he had. He wasn't that productive, didn't score a touchdown. The Bills struggled on offense for a lot of the game. And at the end of the game, and you'd think, maybe that's the kind of game. Even, you know, before the game's over, maybe that's the kind of game. Oh, he's stewing. He's going to blow up. Well, I want everybody to go watch that mic'd up segment. Because at the end of the game, um, the, the, the Chargers have the ball, I assume. They don't show who has the ball, but it, it's clearly. Well, obviously they do. The Bills are on the sidelines. Duh. But anyway, the Chargers had the ball. It's the last series. Stefan and Josh are standing next to each other on the sidelines. And Josh says something the fact of, oh, my God, come on, let's get this. Let's do it. And Stefan just so calmly just looks at him and goes, we got this win, don't worry. Something like that. Smiling, like telling Josh to relax a little bit. I just thought it was great for this conversation. And it made me think about that. And I'm like, these are the kinds of things people don't want to see, don't see. And we, we aren't privileged privilege to see that a lot. But we were in this instance. It's on the mic'd up segment. It's near the end of the game. It's great. And like I said, they're standing next to each other. Josh is kind of looking a little nervous. He says something. Stefan looks to him. He's like, 
ah, we got the win. Don't worry about it. I think it's really interesting that Allen doesn't want to know if he's wearing a mic. <laughs> I know, I, right? I, I know. did not know that, and I would never have guessed it. But I think I love it because yeah. I, was, I was just listening to a podcast, not a sports podcast, where a point was made, you know what, you own your words. If, if I'm mm-hmm. being recorded or I'm not, if I'm tweeting or I'm not, like, you said it, you need to own it. And I really love That's that. right. You know, because you just want to be sort of real all the time. And so put a mic on me or don't. I'm going to say the same stuff, which would also tell you he's not too worried about saying the wrong thing, which is great because he's he's got a job to do. You wouldn't want to be distracted and undone by that. So, yeah, go ahead. Put a mic on me. What's the difference? Yeah, and of course, you know, things are going to be editing, and I'm sure there's you know words yep, in there they yep. don't want to use, and right. and you're near people who are saying things you don't want. In fact, I will say one time, like that, there wasn't much bleeping out, but the one time there was some bleeping out was when he scored, and he's he's laying on the ground, the second rushing touchdown, and he's saying, "Expletive, get off of me, get get expletive off of me," and then he gets up and he's like going, you know, "Woo, let's go." There's a lot of that. There's just a lot of you could see Josh is a different kind of leader than a lot of like he's not a. Forgive me here. He's not a Tom Brady kind of leader where, you know, Brady's just in these guys' faces and you think he's mad or whatever. You know, I don't know who you want to compare him to, but sometimes you don't you don't see that from Josh. We get calls, right? Well, Josh should be in someone's face in the sidelines. Go watch the mic dub. You'll see what I mean. He's a he's a like positive reinforcement kind of leader. You know, That's what he is. You you want a comp? He's so often been compared to Cam Newton for his physical gifts. Newton was like yep. that. And yep. there are some famously great Newton mic'd up. Moments. Remember the time? Was it? It was in Carolina where a linebacker made an adjustment pre-snap, and Newton started talking to him. Yes. Oh, you did your homework, yes. and he threw for the touchdown anyway. Like, he, oh my God, that's right. I remember that. He, that's he was right. beautiful like that. So hmm, maybe that's right. Another reason. Go, go, to like I, that it was really good. The Bills do a great job with that stuff, and I, I just, I think people should go watch it. It was Josh being mic'd up. It's 14 minutes long. Um, I, I really think you get a a good insight to what kind of leader he is with his team and how he talks to guys and how they respond to him and respect him in that regard. Um, but also the Stefan Diggs stuff, like watch the end of it. It was really interesting. I mean, 14 minutes though, really? Just that's oh, yeah. 14 minutes. a lot in there. When am I going to well, get you know, my schedule pre-game. talking? It's, it's uh, pregame. You are- and, and by the way, at the end he does, you can hear him say something like, oh, I was mic'd up, like he had no idea. You are right to point out it needs to be said how the Bills control it. So they're not going to make him look bad no matter what is said on the field. But still, mm-hmm. like the, the fact that he's at ease with it I think is good. Very good. Thank you, Sal. Nice to uh, talk to you again. All right. You too. Thanks. Sal Capaccio with us, brought to you by New York's only Outlet Liquor. Your place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Ross Tucker today as well. That's coming up at 5. Lines are open now. For you, 803-0550 to call in. Talking playoff picture. Had time for a couple calls the first hour. Both really interesting. Uh, talking about where we are headed here. Good for you if you didn't give up on this season at 5-5 five and five because the Bills' playoff odds have turned excellent. Mike Shope here, back after sports on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 